It is. What's today? December 14th? December 14th. December 14th. 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast talking about NXT 2.0. Oh my gosh. This show is still going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when can we have another take? Pardon me, pay per view event. Um, they're rebuilding slowly, but it's just the end of the year, man. It's like this is kind of where all the shows are at right now. Uh, so welcome back, including this podcast. We're at the end of the year, so just I just lower your expectations. I'm just putting it out there. But welcome back, Isa and Alfred. It was so weird Friday night doing this podcast without you. Good to have the band back together. I'll say that. It oh. felt like you forever since I talked to you guys. I was so excited to just reunite with my boys tonight. Excellent. That's good. That's Missed good. you both. Yes. Uh, it was fun. Friday Night Show was fun. It was just a very different vibe. Did you watch Friday Night Smackdown and ZLE's entrance with the graphics and the bells and the whistles? I saw it live, and I can confirm that the lightning was real. There was, there was lightning in the Staples Center. Oh, he was doing that. oh you were there. Yeah. You were there, there. I was there. Yeah. No, <laughs> That's I, right. I was, I was too busy at the Bad Bunny concert. However, hey. I did watch the Sami Zayn and Brock Lesnar segment. I need them more often. And I watched Hook's debut. That's, that's how far I gotten with catching up on Friday. Hook's debut was awesome. Listen, I'm in I paradise. Love... It's 80 degrees out, so watching wrestling is not on top of my priority list right now. Going to the yeah, beach yeah. might be what's topping my list. Yes, it's 50 <laughs> degrees in Las Vegas. It is very cold. Oh. This is not the weather I thought I'd be living in. It's like uh, 60 degrees in LA, but that's like an avalanche out here. People are freaking yes. out. It's true. Right. So, uh, <laughs> starting off with Super Chat, Buck99, Ryan Ramirez saying, love the show, guys. Great content. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. And I, too, loved Hook's debut, uh, Isai. Thank I you, Ryan. especially loved uh, Action Bronson, that they use his music license. Amazing. It should have been the song Hook by Blues Traveler. Uh, that would be good, too. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> dub his entrance with Blues Traveler's Hook. <laughs> I don't oh, have that amazing. kind of time. I love that. I'm, I'm busy I, I, working. I like his entrance song. I like yes. it. It's not. It's not up there with um, Brian Danielson's for me, but it's it's pretty close. Pretty dope. I mean, it's top five for me in terms of AEW licensed music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no way home. Stellar Justin Lopez, four ninety nine. <laughs> Why would they have my man do cuts and shave his hair? He looks like a star now. He's they're looking like the illegitimate son of Lars Oh my god, that is oh, I'm not gonna say anything, but that's funny. I think he should keep his headgear. I think the headgear is a good look with the headgear and the wig. He should just keep wearing that even though he's bald now. It's a solid yeah, the look. wig. He needs to keep he definitely needs to keep the wig on. Luckily, it'll grow back hopefully fast. <laughs> so before we jump into the NXT, Alfred, what's going on in the news? Uh, well, never a dull moment in the wrestling world. Let's start. Uh, not too much good news. Uh, first of all, of course, uh, I didn't get to talk to you guys about Jeff Hardy's release and the controversy stemming from the video that surfaced uh, when they're in Edinburgh, Texas. Uh, but Matt Hardy has updated the world in terms of Jeff Hardy on a live Twitch stream. And Jeff Hardy himself appeared. Apparently, he Jeff Hardy's in good spirits. Matt Hardy intimated that uh, the drug test results will come back and possibly they could be clean. Uh, there's a lot of speculation as to why Jeff Hardy was released. Of course, it was reported that he declined going to rehab from WWE, and they told me that as well. Uh, but uh, it looks like 
Jeff Hardy being released, he's got a lot of stuff in his future in the pipeline, including a concert tour. Uh, but on the Twitch stream, it seemed that Matt Hardy was uh, very much saying that not everything is as it seems and possibly yeah. uh, drugs have nothing to do with Jeff Hardy's departure from WWE, which, you know, maybe that is a, a far cry or a long shot based on Jeff Hardy's history. But I'm hopeful that that's true, that hopefully it was just a mix up that has nothing to do with that. Issa, what do you think about this? Uh, that's what I'm hoping as well. Um, obviously, I've been kind of like trying to keep up with it. And it just seems to be a lot of he said, she said. And I don't know that we'll ever get the full, you know, story. As long as Jeff Hardy is okay. And it's not yeah. a relapse. And it has nothing to do with drugs. I don't care what happened. I don't care. He looks so happy in that Twitch stream, in that video, in the pictures that he took with Matt Hardy. I just want Jeff Hardy to be happy. Whatever happiness means for him, as long as it's not anything bad or illegal okay so as long as he's happy and clean i'm happy for your party second absolutely yeah yeah completely i mean it, it's you know it's a horrible story regardless in terms of how many times he's been on uh through these problems and stuff like this addiction is a very tough thing and uh you know that he's working towards sobriety and and it's a long journey <laughs> I don't know who that was in the background, but uh, it's Jeff my Hardy's dog okay. with a toy. It's my, my dog, dog was wishing Jeff Hardy well. Yes, I agree, Roman. We wish Jeff Hardy well, everybody, including Roman. Uh, so hopefully he has some great things in his future. It looks like he's already playing it. Roman the um, dog, Roman Reigns, Roman Roy. We all wish Jeff Hardy well. Yes, every Roman, every single Roman. <laughs> uh, well, Roman oh, Reigns was not on SmackDown. That, he hasn't touched that toy in hours, and now he decides he wants to squeak it. Sorry. Oh, that's great. Like, love at first sight. Um, <laughs> Monday's live WWE Raw. Let's get to this. Of course, Roman Reigns not on Raw, uh, which might be why they're doing under $2 million. But uh, Raw was just down slightly, $1.574 million from $1.6 million. The good news with Raw was that it was up pretty big, about 11% in 18 to 49 uh, raw of course uh, i thought was a pretty backward show but i did like the storyline of bobby lashley just running through people even though he is a heel and it is a little backward to put a heel in that predicament where he has to overcome all these odds um it was built around bobby lashley beating the three top contenders for the wwe championship including the wwe champion himself mm. big e uh and uh so what did you guys think about raw what do you think about this number when uh, I was watching the succession finale last night on yes. the lake because my wife was out of town. But uh, I mean, man, it's I tell you, it's the time of year, right? And uh, wrestling, by and large, at least WWE. I mean, winter is coming on AEW tomorrow night. It's going to be a big deal. But in WWE, it really feels like even day one. Like I was looking at the card for the day one pay per view. This this feels more like um, a crown jewel than it does an actual WWE pay per view. Right? It doesn't feel like right. they're operating in A-plus mode right now. In fact, I feel like all the creativity on SmackDown went to Zia Lee's entrance. Uh, maybe perhaps all the creativity in the company. And there's just <laughs> nothing left for anyone else. I think December is a known month to feel very throwaway-ish for WWE. I think things always slow down. Actually, in my opinion, even before Survivor Series throughout until we start building for the Royal Rumble, I think once New Year's Eve is over with, then you start seeing people come out yeah. and declared themselves in the rumble and that's when things pick up i did think i, I was confused with the bobby lashley storyline i liked it but i wanted to root for him with like alfred said it's like is this a heel move because it didn't feel that way i'm um, watching the show but overall the show felt very throwawayish. you know there was nothing that i would tell you if you didn't watch raw you should have because you missed this there was nothing there 
you know, that I will go back and tell people you should have watched it. So I think that they know that this month is a slow month for them, which I, I think I give props to AW for doing their special Winter is Coming and, and keeping and keeping something interesting going on in December. Otherwise, we will really have not much to look forward to. Yeah, I will. I will say that it does feel like a lame duck period. I absolutely agree with that, and the holiday season is always going to feel like that. But I, I don't think that WWE is mailing it in with this pay per view because not only do they have a lot of time to promote it, which we haven't seen yeah. WWE take advantage of all the time they have to promote pay per views. They're absolutely taking advantage of promoting this pay per view in terms of the matches they have lined up. Whether it's Brock versus Roman, of course they're going to do Liv Morgan versus Becky Lynch, and this title match. I think it is a pretty good story in terms of how they added Bob. Lashley, instead of just randomly announcing it, they actually have a story behind right. it. So I think they're doing a pretty good job building up to day one in terms of putting the match card together. I just think the creative has been lacking in terms of how they're executing it because I did not like that Liv Morgan segment last night, how they made right. her look. Um, I think it's weird that Bobby Lashley as a heel had to go through what he had to go through. And and so, yeah, I agree with you guys that maybe the execution isn't there, but it's not for a lack of effort, I think, from WWE. Hmm. I think that WWE title match is going to be it's going to be a banger, and I'm very curious about how it will go. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that Big E is retaining, and that makes me want to watch this pay per view because there's so many possibilities. There's so many he doesn't have to get pinned. There's a lot going into here that I feel we might see a major title change on a pay per view that we might have seen as a throwaway. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested in it, and we still have a couple of Mondays to turn the story around and really make you know Bobby Lashley. I mean, he's already in the match. Let's see if the build-up, now that we know the contenders in the match, gets better moving forward. And this is uh, Nick Khan's baby, this pay-per-view. So, yes. You know, we're going to see, compared to Crown Jewel, does Nick Khan have more juice than the KSA? <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. And this is, you're absolutely yeah. right, Glenn. It is his baby, and not only in this pay-per-view idea, but the concept of a Saturday pay-per-view on New Year's Day, which I think... Um, if this pay-per-view does well, like there's going to be future. I don't know if they're going to call them day ones because that's weird because it's not going to always be on the same day. But the idea of a pay-per-view on New Year's Day, we're going to see if that becomes a thing in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I like the idea of them changing it up. It is interesting, the idea of them doing stuff time to actual like milestone days to fall on different days of the week. I could kind of get behind that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. And maybe it's a special Raw, If but they're gonna, we're going to find out a lot about what January 1st does for WWE. And people forget WWE used to have pay-per-views in the middle of the week, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they would have. I mean, mm-hmm. they had like uh, Cyber Tuesday and Taboo Tuesday and stuff like that, which is on yeah. A Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see on uh, day one. Well, depending, on the calendar. Calendar. <laughs> depending on the calendar. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to end on a pretty sour note. This is what I think is one of the worst stories of 2021. Uh, A referee on the independent circuit was uh, stabbed very brutally. Um, His name is Lando Del Toro. He was stabbed very brutally by uh, Devin Nicholson, who is also known as a blood hunter, also known as Hannibal, who actually puts out pretty great content in terms of interviews that he does. I'm a fan of them, but this is really pretty horrific and that he... um, kind of bludgeoned a referee with a spike unbeknownst to the referee. And a lot of wrestlers have spoken out saying that they want him barred. And the latest is Will Ospreay, who tweeted that he hates cancel culture more than anyone. But when another person's life is in danger, there should be no question. The business is about trust and at times can be the Wild West. But once that trust is abused, it cannot be repaired. Unacceptable. I completely agree with Will Ospreay with everything except I hate 
cancel culture more than Will Ospreay. That's the one thing but you got wrong. This isn't cancel thing. culture, though. This uh, is yeah, cancel listen. culture. It's I, really, I I hate cancel culture, but I just want to draw a line in the sand and say Lee Harvey Oswald was wrong. That's right. not and, cancel culture. Yes, yes, to your point, like the fact that there is a cancel culture, I think bastardizes moments when people do get quote unquote canceled. Right. There have been so many stories be about canceled. getting canceled. Yes, that we just call it cancel culture and dismiss it. That now it bleeds into something like this, where somebody is legit what we would call getting canceled, and I completely am behind it. I just wish it wasn't called that. Uh, but what's happening to Devin Nicholson should happen. As much as I do like his, you know, podcast or interviews or whatnot, uh, he should know more than anybody. This is somebody who sued Abdullah the butcher for 2.3 million dollars and won the lawsuit after he got hepatitis c because abdullah sliced him open and was being unprofessional and now the same guy has stabbed the referee in the head multiple times lord knows what these referees are being paid on the independent circuit and uh, I, I just think it's horrible that this uh, referee now has to go through all this medical treatments for what has happened and his life was literally in danger so this is just a horrible story and i mean uh, the blood hunter Devin Nicholson. This is there's no place in wrestling for this, and I I just don't see how no. anybody should book him again. I mean I I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. I saw the video, never heard of him actually. Saw the video and it was terrifying to watch. And then you go and see the post photos, what the what the emergency area looked like with all the blood that this guy was losing. There's even a GoFundMe I believe set up for the ref because of the medical bills. Um, it's it's unfortunate and something that we shouldn't be doing on wrestling you know today so i i it, it's not cancel culture when it's something that should not been done it's probably right. legal and there should probably be some charges filed so you yeah. don't even have to bring cancel culture into this that's just not there's no room for what went on there in, in professional wrestling today it's very i mean just terrible that someone would uh genuinely attack a member mm -hmm. of, of of the team of the wrestling family that way, right? I mean, yeah, it's just right. Inexcusable, and I hope criminal charges are pursued. Yeah, that's what you know. Osprey did intimate that he thinks charges should be levied, and I, I don't disagree with that. So, um, and and to Issa's point, reach out to Lando Del Toro and his um GoFundMe if you know anything yeah. just, just to promote that. Tell everybody you know because this is horrible. He didn't ask for this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, that's your news, everybody. Wow. Hmm, man. Sorry, I really should have led with that maybe so that we could, you know, go off to this with some momentum. But uh, you know, well, I saw people story. talking about it. I saw people talking about it. Now, in fairness, you know, I'm on Twitter looking at succession things, looking at Yellow Jackets things, trying to like avoid spoilers for Hawkeye this week. You know, and I see people mentioning this incident. I'm like, oh, did somebody do something offensive? Did somebody do something that was in poor taste? I didn't wasn't aware it was this, but this is like, holy shit. Like, is it, does that even need a discussion? I would like to think some things are cut and dried, like not okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So NXT tonight. Um, what do we got for NXT tonight? What happened on NXT tonight? Grayson Waller outside being booed. Alfred, what did you think of this? We missed you last uh, Tuesday. I loved it. I mean, if you could just listen to the crowd reaction where they're chanting piece of shit, 
he feels like the only person who's like legitimately a heel. I know there's heels in NXT 2.0 right now that get booed and whatnot, but this feels like they're actually booing him, not like they're doing it because they were told to or because it's part of the show. I feel like he has more legit heat than most people on NXT, and they're really leaning into that by presenting him as somebody who the locker room doesn't want around, how these people in NXT don't want to talk to. Uh, Tiffany Stratton's dad thinks he's a terrible person. Which she drove off really with him. Me. And she drove off with him, exactly. That was so weird. And then she was in the car. Everything you need to know. Yeah, exactly. So it was a little backwards, but they are definitely presenting him as a heel. And I like it. I like what they're doing with Grayson Waller so far. I think he's the right type of guy for this because he's, he's pretty competent in the ring at this point. Uh, and he's very good talker. And he's got Is some he? charisma. So um, I, I think he's a fine talker. I think he got thrown off by that weird Instagram footage, but I think he's okay at, at talking, you know? I, um, so on the beginning of the show, and I know we'll get to his promo, you know, a little later, but in the beginning of the show, I was sitting here watching, wondering if I hated him because he, he <laughs> did a good job or if I hated that now that I know that Gargano really is gone, that the spot went to him, right? Yeah. I started to like him a bit more when he cut his promo, but when mm -hmm. he first walked in, I was like, this is not. He, because he attacked Gargano, I, I felt at that moment the heat was that they gave him the spot. I was like, why not somebody else, you know? But I felt like he showed us a little later on a, a lot more of what he can do now that he has this heat. Because you know what? It's wrestling. Heat is heat, no matter what, right? That's, that's what they say in this business. He has it. Take advantage of it. Hopefully, they continue to just, just build on it and see what's going on. But, I mean, th did I did I roll my eyes as soon as I saw his face. Yeah, so I mean, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Some of the, some of that outside booing felt a little forced. I don't know. I think his promo maybe started to turn things around a little bit, but this was just kind of a, I don't know, a little paint-by-numbers opening. Hojo to go Bolinski, $5, saying, Alfred, thoughts yeah. on the division-leading Green Bay Packers, and I'm Medusa wanting a Goldberg-type contract. Um, I didn't see anything with Medusa. Was she saying that she wants a Goldberg-type contract? Uh, that's very interesting. Um, I wonder if she was talking about equal pay or whatnot. But I will say the division-leading Green Bay Packers are now the number one seed in the NFC after the Cardinals lost at home again. And this team's going to the Super Bowl, like I've been saying all summer. People were freaking out about Aaron Rodgers not coming back. And, and, and I'll say we'll be fine and we're going to the Super Bowl. Well, and it looks like we are Packers over the Bills, even though the Bills are struggling right now. The Green Bay Packers look like the best team in football. Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears with four touchdowns and over 300 yards passing. And it's a good time to be a Packer fan, as it always is, and a Packers shareholder. There are also Packers shares available. So you too, Glenn and Issa, you can join me in being a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers in the year before they win the Super Bowl in my city of Inglewood, California. The world is just coming together for Alfred Cunha. How do you like it? What kind of return on investment do you get with that? Pretty much zero. You cannot sell these shares. It's yeah. just commemorative. <laughs> what you're really doing is you're raising money for them to make renovations to Lambeau Field. Don't don't this expect is, to actually get a return. So this is like buying something by the Franklin Mint. Like, Absolutely. You know, That's 100% yeah. yes. what it is. <laughs> As a kid, I thought I was going to get those Franklin Mint collectible plates and they were going to appreciate in value. It's going to be my retirement. I used to dream about this, ordering them COD. Uh, I, I said zero. I meant priceless. It's priceless. It's oh, not zero. You, you can't put oh, a price okay. on it. It's priceless. It's an emotional That's return on investment. You 100% Isa. They should 100%. just sell those NFTs, you know, in profit. Yeah, I mean, that's common. I'm sure it is. Uh, <laughs> the first batch night was no holds barred match versus uh, Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. Isa, what'd you think of this? Um. Yeah, so 
I love that you look stupid, Chance. I'm assuming <laughs> that we are done with Duke Hudson, the poker player. Like now you have to oh, completely maybe. rebuild this character, right? Like there, there's nothing left here. I'm over the field though. I thought the match was fun. Um, I thought there was a couple of spots in there that, you know, were awesome. I was just looking forward to seeing him bold. Okay, we had a hair versus hair match and we never got to see the final result. So I was like, at some point, this wig needs to be, and then I wish I didn't. So this is a back and forth because I was like, I need to see him bold. And then we see him bold and I was like, oh man, I wish we didn't have to see him bold. But I feel like since NXT 2.0, Cameron Grimes is not where he used to be before we rebranded. So I'm hoping that him winning this field, he's able to move on to something that really helps him put him back in a spot where he feels more relevant. Because I don't know that yeah. this is anything for either one of them outside of Duke Hudson losing his hair and all of his money. I agree that maybe he isn't where he used to be prestige-wise in terms of being in, like, a high-profile right. feud that's captivating everybody. But I will say, ever since they really gutted NXT 2.0, Cameron Grimes does feel like one of the biggest stars there. He feels like even a bigger star than when he was in NXT 1.0 uh, because now there's less competition. There's less of these top baby faces that they've all cut. And Cameron Grimes is like a bigger fish in a smaller pond. So I felt like these people reacted to him better than just about anybody else on the show. And I, I did think this point. was a good match. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like comparatively, like, of course, he's not maybe right, uh, right, right. as good as he was when he was doing it in 1.0, but I do feel he seems like a bigger star in this pond. Uh, and I did like Because we know him yeah. and everybody else is a new character that Absolutely. we're not familiar with. So when you see somebody that you know, you're going to completely lean towards rooting for them. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, I, I guess I guess I see your point. I just didn't I didn't like this feud. I, yeah. I, I just want them to move on from it. It, it just didn't do anything for me. I think it was very Hudson, random. I like the match, but the feud was very random. Yeah. Duke Hudson needs to move on to other uh, games of chance. Perhaps he could become a Baccarat player or his gimmick could be the Domino's bingo. I can teach him. You know? Domino's, Domino's, yeah. It's fun. Uh, so he tried to cut Cameron Grimes' hair. Cameron Grimes thwarted that attempt, uh, won the match, and then uh, exposed Duke Hudson's bald head. I want to see Duke Hudson play dice with Trick Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That would be good. Do you guys uh, think he looks better bald? No. <laughs> Not at all. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, what was this promo with Brooks and Dunn going to a festival with uh, Casey Calanzaro and uh, Caden Carter? It's their thing. It's their thing. They're yeah, trying to get the they, country. They dance, they, they go to festivals together, they go, you know, it's it's, it's what you do now. <laughs> That's what the kids are doing. That's me who spent all Friday night at a concert. Well, it was like a freaking Bad Bunny Coachella, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I they're trying it. to like reach out to the Midwest with this Brooks and Dunn thing, because this is very like, yeah. they play the country music. And I really don't have a problem with this, because it was different. It, uh, it's right. kind of different from anything else you'd see on the show. And I like, okay, here's what NXT is kind of getting right that I think WWE should do more of, is they're at least telling us who these people are. We're getting a lot of these right. introductions. We're getting a lot of scene sitting in the world. Uh, I actually talked to Jonah, or who's Bronson Reed, the great Bronson Reed uh, on Pro Wrestling Bits. Check it out. And one thing that I love that he said was that NXT, there's a lot of sameness, and they have to cut these same promos in front of the backdrop, and it's all the same, and characters run together. And he'd like to see more people and where they come from in their background. And I think sure, NXT yeah. 2.0 does a good job at that, 
Now, the next step they need to take is why should I care? And you yes. know, they're starting to do that with right. MSK. I think they're doing a good job at why should I care? But with the majority of these people, like you see their stories, but they're not telling you what their purpose is. I feel like the MSK thing is a two week series of promos that has been dragged out to the better part of my 30s and 40s. <laughs> like it's going on so long. It's just a crawl. This entire time. I don't know, but the, the Brooks and Dunn thing, I mean, I don't know that this is going to get them more over this promo tonight. I don't think, and I think it actually hurts Caden uh, and Casey being associated with them. I don't know. And why aren't Brooks and Dunn playing country music? I think that would help get them over with the crowd. It really should have been. <laughs> yep. Because that was real country music. I'm, I'm sure maybe they just didn't, didn't want to license the Brooks and Dunn songs. It'd be too much, but. Maybe they should make it their goal that, like, we're going to, you know, the Applebee's song was popular, so now we're going to find different fast food chains and celebrate them in the form of country music. <laughs> there you go. I'd be into that. Fast casual, you know? Why Figure not? Why what not? rhymes with Chipotle, except from Nick Nolte. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Yes, uh, this, this, well, you know, I, I used to do the hip hop, uh, so sometimes quick with the rhyme. Uh, hey. But... Let's see. Um, Can we stop this podcast and get a hot 16 from Glenn? Somebody drop it. I'm not doing that tonight. <laughs> I do not have enough coffee. Oh, wow. Um, so no one wants anything to do with Grayson Waller backstage. Tiffany Stratton's father said mean things about him. Well, that, I mean, that's why she's dating him is because he's the bad boy. Her father disapproves of him, and now she's gravitating toward him. Okay, so that kind of makes me... Date. She yeah. was supposed to date Cameron Grimes or Tony D'Angelo. Yes, she could do better. No, um, no, I'm telling you, I told you she's a fake. She's faking it, and this obviously proves it. But what does Grayson have, though? Like, he doesn't have money. He doesn't have prestige. He doesn't have, like, clout. She wants to date the guy that, that took out Johnny Gargano. Yeah, and I, I, would say, I, has... I would correct you that he does have clout. Like, that's what it is. Does he? I mean, by taking out Johnny Gargano, I guess that's getting people talking about him. And I think that's invaluable to a lot of these millennials is clout. Mm. Yeah, it is. And I mean, you come in, she just comes in backstage. Who are you going to look for? Who just recently went viral? You know, she has to she has to stay relevant. So right now he's the most relevant. Yes, he I showed guess. footage he filmed on his phone. As he beat up Gargano. <laughs> not like there were TV cameras recording the entire thing. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not Get the more same. Heat you have to phone. show your own footage, your own POV, you know? That's important. People want to see that. He showed his tweets. See, but here's the thing when they show mean tweets. They don't actually show mean tweets. It's just like, you, sir, are despicable. Like, they don't say, like, Grayson Waller looks like the love child of Paul Walker and Vanilla Ice. Like, they don't pick the yeah. good, fun ones. Instead, they don't it's pick just, the roasts. Yeah, it's just these generic yeah. platitudes, you know? Um, I don't know. So I like this segment. Yeah, tell I me like what you liked promo. about this. Tell me what you liked about I don't about. know. I, just, I liked it. I thought he was, like, doing a good job at, at just making the most out of the moment. I like the footage. I like the way that he talked to the announcers. I thought this was, I thought it was his moment of owning it. It's like, if they're going to give me the moment, you people don't think I deserve it. I think I deserve it. And that's all that matters to me. That's how that came off to me. And it really just made me see what he does next. And then, you know, he went and attacked LA night. So I, I thought from this moment on, I, I feel like I'm paying more attention to what Grayson Waller is doing. Yeah. Does attacking LA night get you clout though? Yes, 1,000%. Ask Cameron Grimes. Oh, there you go. Okay, Alfred, what did you like about this promo? 
Um, no, I, I really did like how he came off to this crowd. I mean, I could see how maybe you would think that it seemed manufactured, but to me, it, like the fact that they were chanting shut the hell up and kind of unique yeah. field chants toward him instead of just booing him uh, and doing what they were told, I think uh, kind of shows well for him. I thought Grayson was pretty good throughout the show in terms of all the situations they put him in and getting cussed out by Io Shirai. Lord knows what she was saying in Japanese. But uh, I, I like the promo. I, I didn't have a problem with this. I think this is a good follow-up for what he did. I thought they, you know, I thought they did a good job with Grayson tonight. Um, yeah. Followed this with the They should have started out. the show like this, yeah. I think. Yeah, it mm-hmm. may, may have made more sense. Uh, we had Lashing Out with Lash Legend, joined by Jack at Times, Ikumanjiro, and Kushida, and Wendy Chu, like, scurried across the screen, carrying a pillow. Yeah. I can't. That needs to stop. Yeah, here's the thing. It's WWE, so I have no faith in any type of long-term storyline. But if this is leading, if, you know, she's just so random now, but if they had some plan down the line of she's going to be revealed as some mastermind and this is all just to throw us off, that'd be amazing. But I just, it seems random, and I know that there's going to be no end game to this if they ever even do pay it off. So I just, uh, I don't know what the purposes of this is. Right. It's dumb. I don't like it. And I can't ever look at at them the same after the whole um, War Games bathroom thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Style Strong is very clever. Um, I don't know how I should feel about this gimmick. Right. Yeah. It felt like an actual rollout tonight. Like, I feel like they've been together and then they lost their debut match. But now tonight, they finally put it all together in terms of they had their segment and then they got to get in the match and win it. But uh, this is very odd. Although I did like Ikamanjiro right. cutting a promo in Japanese. I- I'm a big fan of people cutting promos in their native language because then you really get tapped into their soul. Hmm. Okay, so for the rest of this podcast, I will be speaking Spanish to Alfred. Please. Gracias. <laughs> hey listen i don't know if we skipped this but oh, yeah. i made glenn do it last week so alfred can you please say isa you were right about matt riddle being the shaman. Thank you. i thought i said it in your comments but yes uh, queen isa was right about matt riddle being the shaman and i do think it's a perfect choice i think he's been great this is what nxt 2.0 needs somebody is a star on the main roster and i hope he goes to be live in nxt 2.0 because these people would go crazy for him yeah gracias, alfred. Te lo yes. de nada <laughs> uh so yeah we had that promo segment tonight and what do they need to clear their head and relax well some good old scooter time of course i love i loved everything you know what's crazy about the segment that they did with the uh, msk and matt riddle is not that i know anything about this but they would be so much better on thc like which is i think what they're appealing to in terms of all the stuff they're pulling out of the fanny pack <laughs> yeah uh, I just like the fact they're pulling like uh, the cone out of the fanny pack and a baseball bat. And then when he pulled out the scooter, they're like, hey, how did you pull that out of the fanny pack? It's like you didn't have questions. This is great. I, I love what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they have great chemistry. And um, just Matt Riddle slowly making everything that you give him work. Like every segment, he just makes it work one way or another. I, I, I give him props for that. It doesn't matter what dumb prop you give him, he will make you chuckle a little and... If he's even making Randy Orton laugh, and that's that's amazing. He's doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, Amari Miller got some offense in against Ivy Nile tonight. This was not a complete squash. I like Amari Miller. I want Ivy Nile to just destroy everyone, so I know. it should have been a squash. But I like Amari Miller. I like her look. I like what we got to see of her uh, in-ring ability. Like, I'm intrigued to see more of her after tonight. 
Yeah, me too. I like her. I, I really do, uh, do like her. They put her in this role often against some of the newer wrestlers, which tells you how much they, you know, trust her to carry them. Mm, that's a good point. Match and work with them because she uh, had um, Last Legends first match, I believe, was against Amari Miller um, on Two Hundred Five Live, and so I really love what they're doing with Ivy Nile, especially her new nickname, the Pitbull. So perfect, it, just based on ferocity alone. In terms of that's exactly, it does seem kind of like cliche, but when Malcolm Bivens called her that, I was like, that is what she kind of is like in the ring, just this like ferocious, the ferocious woman who's just gonna like destroy and maul people. That's perfect in terms of what they're doing with her. It's tough though, man, because. When you build up, um, much like Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, you build up someone to be that dominant. It, you know, it's only a matter of time they'll become the champion and they stay the champion for such a long time that it's kind of a, it kind of kills the division, right? Like, so I don't know how they they go to the main roster, become a vampire, bite Becky Lynch, and then everything is over for them. That's true. That is that is the trajectory. <laughs> yeah, she can only hope. You know, they did do this with Oscar too, who cleaned out the division and didn't even drop the title. She literally just gave it away right. and, and left for the main roster. And I thought, for the most part, uh, they did a good job with Oscar on the main roster. Although I still haven't gotten over her losing to Charlotte at WrestleMania. I think it's one of the single busy- right. biggest thought, mistakes I've ever seen. Yeah, I thought they did a good job with Shayna Baszler as well. I love how dominant she was in NXT, and then she went, and I know a lot of people didn't like it, but her dominating that Elimination Chamber match, I love that moment for her. But then, uh, of course, is is that WrestleMania moment when they lose to one of the horsewomen where everything just <laughs> goes downhill for these women. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about Zion Quinn backstage tonight interrupted by robert stone who's trying to to make a comeback and then interrupted by von wagner God. <sighs> okay does it, can we agree i know like grayson Waller, we've got some split views do cut some split views what about von wagner how do we all feel about von wagner don't care i'm extremely upset that he said he was going to continue to smash that is roman reigns word I do not need Von Wagner trying to talk like Roman Reigns. Please don't, don't ever, ever do that again, Von Wagner. Thank you. Gimmick infringement. Yes, one thousand percent. You do not smash Roman Reigns. Smashes. <laughs> what about? The, yeah, I mean the promo was it was what it was. I can't I can't get into Von. Yeah, I don't think anybody can. I, I mean, this is a guy who needs all the bells and whistles because I know that they like how he wrestles and he checks a lot of the boxes that they're looking for right now. But the one box that matters that I think he doesn't is that it factor and, you know, just giving me a reason to care about him. Ooh, Alicia A says uh, Robert Stone needs to be the mouthpiece. That actually, that odd couple pairing, if that's what comes out of tonight, that will be – that's such a weird pairing – that, that could be brilliant. Yeah, they've teased Do you Robert think he'll dress him? Yes, yeah. please let <laughs> yes. him dress him. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would get him over with me if he you know, started dressing like Robert Stone. Hell yeah. Same. Uh, Same, honestly. <laughs> Fernando Perez, Buck99, asks, uh, are we all watching Spider-Man No Way Home this weekend? Absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You Can't know that wait. I was reserving my um, movie tickets for it, and then I didn't realize how cheap movie theaters are in Puerto Rico. I was like, I'm going to watch it 10 times for, for <laughs> like, and I still will pay cheaper than what I would have paid for one time in wow. New York. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, I'll probably go to the drive-in. Uh, maybe, maybe, oh, no, we've got three we got three hours of wrestling Friday night, so I can't do it. Maybe maybe if we wake up late Friday, stay up late, maybe we'll, the, they have midnight shows at the drive-in here. So maybe oh, we'll wow. do that. Oh, nice. That would be great. Yeah. Okay. 
it's one side for the de- for the drive-in. There's no matinees. You know, you got to wait for the sun to go down. But uh, <laughs> uh, it'll be exciting to see. So Harland had his entering debut versus Guru Raj tonight. And uh, Harlan got a pretty easy win, of course, with Joe Gacy at ringside. Uh, Alfred, what'd you think of Harlan's in-ring debut? I, I, the funniest part of this match is I saw the lower third and it said Guru Raj, and just my brain went temporarily dyslexic. And I swear to God, I saw Raj Giri because <laughs> I was literally looking at the lower third. And I looked up, I was like, "Wait a minute, what's going on here? It can't be what I think it was." <laughs> uh, but it was not Raj Giri; it was Guru Raj. And I thought it was fine in terms of what I saw because they kept it short. And even though he shaved his head, it kind of reminded me of Brock when he was in there, like early Brock Lesnar in terms of yeah. a little rougher on the edges, but very explosive. And they've got something with this guy, I think. And very yeah. believable. Like, he looked painful. Whatever he was doing, even though it, it was short, and that's very old school Brock Lesnar where you would just look at him and you'd be like, oh, somebody's going to die. You know, I, I, <laughs> I got that feel and vibe from it. I thought, I thought it was fun. I like squash matches when the person looks like Harlan looks, right? Like, I think it makes sense for him to have a two-minute squash match. We'll see what else he can do. I'm just happy that he's wrestling. We waited. How long has this guy been around the next big thing? Like, I just want to see him wrestle, and we're finally getting that. So good for him, and he got an easy win. Yeah, and then backstage after, uh, he threw Brian Kendrick down some stairs. How is he still alive? (laughs) Like I said, somebody is about to die. That looked like they killed his character. I was very concerned. But then I think that's why they showed you the medical segment. Like, no, he's still still alive, everybody. Look at him. They're checking on him because that that was crazy. (laughs) Right. It's been a while since we saw Brian Kendrick. Yeah. The Brian Kendrick. Maybe they'll have him. I can't remember the last time. I can't remember the last time we saw him, honestly. Yeah. Um, Cora Jade skateboarded out to the ring for a match against Dakota Kai, and she won. Yeah, this was not the best match. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Kai uh, did a good job, like guiding her and like getting her to settle down. But you know, Cora Jade's very young and very new, and this um was she'll have better matches than this. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I don't. Everything they've been doing with her. This was probably my least favorite thing, but I did love um, Dakota Kai's look tonight. Mm-hmm. The cold, the hair, it was different. Yeah. It was cute. I, I liked it. I mean, <laughs> if I'm going to say something positive, that would be it. Um, I think there's a big push coming for Cora Jade. It's obvious that they're very behind her, but I didn't know that this match did anything anything for her tonight. But, I mean, we'll see where else it goes. It's fun to see these newer characters being pushed. It makes you yeah. start really caring about them. I mean... The way they're pushing her and she keeps winning, Mandy Rose was on commentary. I mean, I tweeted this. It's like, I think like Cora, Dakota, um, I think there's a lot of contenders right now for the NXT Women's Championship. I think like, yeah. I could see them easily doing a fatal four-way uh, because there's so much potential in the division yeah. right now. You know? Yes, agreed. Good. But, it really uh, was showcased at War Games, in my opinion. That War Games women match really showed you that this NXT women's division is something special, and, and any of them could challenge for that NXT title. I almost wonder, I don't know, like, maybe the reason consistently the NXT women's division is so good is it's probably the one that they, like, mess with the least. Yeah. 
you know, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, they also they book it like an MMA division. They they don't do this with all their divisions where you see several challengers at once. And I think that's the biggest difference for me is that right now, you know, Braun Breaker is the number one contender and nobody else is even saying NXT championship. But with the women's division, it's like everybody who wins, just like in UFC, they're calling out the champion and it makes a champion look like this target. And Mm -hmm. it really helps the division seem like it's deeper. Yeah. I don't um, want to talk about UFC because I am still not over Amanda Nunez losing. It's oh. going to take me some time. So, oh my God, let's I not believe bring it. it up. I saw that in the Same. bar. The place went crazy. I thought I was drunk. Way. So, I, I, I woke up the next day and went to Twitter just to see if I imagined that. I was like, did I get that drunk Saturday night? Let yeah. me double check. No, no, it wasn't my imagination. I really saw that. And that was a huge upset, <laughs> right? Wasn't it? But one yeah. of the biggest, you could argue the biggest upset in the history of women's yeah. martial arts. Oh, yeah. I think, I think I was more shocked for this than when Ronda lost the first time. This wow. I was yeah. not expecting it at all. And I especially after the first round, you're just like, oh, okay, so Nunez is going to smash. Yeah. Then, oh, my God. It was insane. I, it was crazy. I saw people making fun of her opponent's odds, betting odds. And my thought was like, oh, I should put some money. Somebody that was made so call. much freaking money that could have won $1,100 by putting $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1 bet on Julia Pena. Yeah. Oh, there my you go. God. Uh, Tony D'Angelo versus Andre Chase tonight. They yes. Those were paid plants, the Chase U section, correct? Yeah, but they were amazing. It's one of the best use of paid plants I've ever seen. It makes me want to go to an NXT <laughs> event. They finally have Chase U merch. And uh, while we're talking about the God, uh, we're going to let this slide, Leo, come on. But this type of talk will get you banned from this chat, okay? You do not talk about the God like wow. this. This is sacrilegious, Leo. Wow, we like you. But uh, you, can't, you can't go I off feel your personally, like I feel personally offended by that comment. Me too. Uh, do the Chase U students, are they automatically enrolled in the name image likeness program? <laughs> <laughs> Three points uh, for yes, yes. So, but this isn't about Chase U. This, this is, is about, about Chase. Tony D'Angelo. But Tony D'Angelo. Good match. Good him coming out with he the mouth great. guard. All good. My only note, and this is minor, when he was insulting oh, no, uh, Pete Dunn, <laughs> I just feel like I, I know Tony's golden sleeve. So we just need to put him out there, and that's ratings. He, that just his mere presence will satisfy the fans enough. Just write him some better snaps, some better roasts to toss at his opponent. Because tonight, yeah. that's what was just kind of like, you know, part of me was thinking, like, you're telling me Enzo didn't leave like a page of a notebook somewhere backstage. <laughs> I, don't need him, I don't need Ghost him to writing. have good insults. I almost don't need him to have any insults. I just need him to be like, okay. And then we see some crazy people like jumping him backstage. And it's the people that Tony D'Angelo. No. On that note, Pete Dunn broke the glass cage and put on the mouth guard. And that is absolutely disgusting. Pete Dunn, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Please, please, sir. (laughs) Disinfect those things before you put them back on. And him stepping on the glass is the most Jewish thing that's ever happened on NXT. <laughs> we just celebrated his bar mitzvah. If I'd been joke. in the crowd, I would have yelled out Mazel Tov. Like, yes, yes. Actually, I actually wanted to yell it. Thank you. At my wedding, I insisted. I insisted I was stepping on a glass. And then I learned a secret of the Jewish tradition. You actually now step on a light bulb because if you step on a glass sometimes, you can have a mishap and stab yourself in the foot. So you want something that like really crunches easily. And a light bulb can't stab you in the foot? No, no. Light bulb like just shatters oh, into a million thin. pieces instantly. But you get like one of those thick bottom glasses and you come down on it wrong and you're going to get a big shard right through, uh, right through your... Uh... Can't you get that Squid Games glass? 
I've not watched <laughs> the one from yet. the bridge game, you know? I have not watched it yes, yet. Yeah. I need to. Wow, Glenn. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm the... actually ahead of you in one show. Finally. Thank okay, my you. wife was out of town last weekend. And I said, oh, I'm going to watch Squid Game. So here's what I ended up watching uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and The Guilty because I wanted something that was a little kind of intense. Watched De Niro and Cape Fear again. Uh, you know, like I, I, I kind of picked the more like emotional. My wife never wants to watch heavy stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get a good cry. It's going to be a nice time. Oh, that's awesome. It's a heavy weekend, drama. But, you know? You'll be crying more if you watch Squid Game too. I know. I need to yeah. get around to it. No, instead, like I just watched Whiplash and the social network. You oh, know, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a good time. Um, I but Tony, say, I loved. I cannot talk about how much I love that Chase U segment. I know this is Tony's moment, but that—that's. I think that's really going to get him over at another level as that those students. Wow, wow, Alfred, you the comment. I don't understand what's going on, Tony. If you're watching this, my love for you is bigger than it was on day one. I thought this segment was all about you, and you shine, Tony D'Angelo. Forever. Did shine. The goat did shine. I apologize, goat. Isa, Isa D'Angelo in my notepad. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it was good. I just, yeah, I want him. I want every word out of his mouth to be like an A plus, and that's why with Pete Dunn, you know, I understand Pete Dunn with his fingers. We know look, Tony better freaking go over in this feud. I was gonna say, do you guys think Tony's gonna beat Pete Dunn? Because we need him to beat Pete Dunn. He has to be. I'm afraid that they're gonna do he this in like to. a minute. And they're gonna make it a quick like squash from Pete Dunn. They better not do that. But I hope Tony wins this. The crowd is really taking the Tony. Pete Dunn. What what if he kidnaps Pete Dunn? And he then the match doesn't happen because yeah. you know he's in the in the trunk of the car or something. It is worth noting the only people who were chanting for Andre Chase were the paid plants from Chase U. <laughs> Otherwise, everybody else was pro. Your favorite people in the world now, yeah. right, Alfred? <laughs> no, no, they were they were paid <laughs> to do that. And people chanted for Tony D'Angelo uh because it was out of the goodness of their hearts because they wanted to. And he, he was, he's really over with this crowd. And I know you guys didn't like his bars tonight, but I do feel like he does elevate the material he gets. You guys, uh-uh. Don't win me. That was, that was Glenn. <laughs> I thought he was great. Thank you. <laughs> I just want the best for him. I understand. And he better win this me feud. Too. He better win this feud. In fact, maybe heartbroken. Like if he doesn't win next week, we better bring some drinks and, and we can just cry and drink together live on air. Yeah. Or maybe, uh, like, Pete Dunne from, you know, stepping on uh, the glass and then putting the mouth guard in his mouth is going to have some uh, complications, some unforeseen issues that prevent him from showing up. Oh, or maybe maybe Tony D'Angelo takes care of him and then suggests it's because the, the hoof and mouth disease or whatever he got is what's keeping <laughs> him from showing up. But he's in a trunk somewhere. That's funny. Right, right, right. Yes. One thousand percent. Yes. Yes. Uh, so we will see next week where that goes. Um, we had Boa versus Idris Nofe tonight. Uh, Issa, what did you think of this match? Yeah. <laughs> Alfred, what did you oh. think of this match? I'd just like to shout out to West Africa's Idris Anofe. We are friends on Instagram. He's a good dude. And I think he's a, he looks very good for the little that they had him do. He's a very explosive athlete. And poor Boa just seems like a man without a country. Like, he, he lost his ILE to SmackDown. Uh, 
Mei Ying has gone through a gimmick change, and so now he's just out there looking like knuckleball Schwartz. And I don't know why uh, he's still kind of now meandering I around. See that. I, before I was like, oh, he looks so cool, and now he's just like, nope. He just completely <laughs> changed my opinion on that. I don't know. Like, is there another is there another spot in jacket time for him? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> When's Idris? Because Idris hasn't gotten a win yet. He lost uh, his last match as well. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think yeah. he's just like uh, put as an enhancement talent, but he is very talented. He's, uh, he had a really good spot on drop kick. Yeah. I mean, you have to be talented to be called an enhancement talent, right? Exactly. He puts the talent in enhancement talent. <laughs> That's yours, Idris. You can use that. <laughs> uh, so Raquel Gonzalez called out Dakota Kai street fight maybe next week this was a weird angle it was a weird angle the way they shot this promo backstage it was weird but yeah she did not yeah. the best promo didn't it look Raquel weird? Gonzalez like, yes, no it not did. at all Not okay thank you I thought it was just me but no I completely best, agree because but... I know how good she is at when she's angry mm-hmm. she's really good at emoting and I thought this just looked like it was not very good they could have used a couple other takes maybe yeah, especially if it was pre-tape. I think I think she does a better job when she's live in the middle of the ring and she cuts like her angry promos that way. This was just not my favorite, but it is a street fight, so I'm looking forward to seeing what Dakota does with her new crazy instincts that she has going on. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this will happen next week. They didn't specify, but we will see. Yeah. So, uh, Jacket Time versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Creed Brothers came out and watched. Uh, but Jacket Time got the win. That's the headline from this tonight. You know what I know? Yes, the headline from tonight was what I thought was one of the greatest moments in the history of NXT where Wade called them. So, he's talking about Jacket Time. He's like, well, more like, I'd like to see Jacket Off Time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Vic Joseph was like, wait, what? <laughs> I miss Beth Phoenix on commentary. I think Beth would have put that over even more. Yeah, I think she would have called him out and said, wait, did you just say? Uh, Because that's what it sounded like. And then he goes, no, 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 don't get crass with me. That's not what I said. (laughs) I love it. It so funny. (laughs) They have to change their name to Jacket Off Chime. Uh, Jacket Off. Jacket Off Time. That's the problem. It was hilarious. It was yeah. very funny. I, I heard it too, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> it is, but you almost, like, I think we've talked about this before. When you're naming teams or you're naming wrestlers, you want to think about, like, okay, what's some stuff that in a feud someone could use against me that's, like, a play on this name? Like, what's some good things? But if you think of the name and you think that the number one joke people are going to make is a play on jacket, you think, <laughs> okay, maybe this is going to overshadow everything else yeah. we do. Maybe right. this is too obvious. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They better pray Vince McMahon did not see footage of Wade Barrett saying that because then that that's going to be their yes. Game. Oh, it's over for them. It's <laughs> over for them. Jacket will be oh. stuck on his body. You know, it'll be a whole gimmick. Yeah, but I I thought this was a oh, fun match. <laughs> no. Oh good lord! <laughs> oh my god! I'll... <laughs> They deserve better than this. They, they are really very do. talented. Do they? What do so? they deserve? To be eating snacks in the middle of war games? <laughs> <laughs> they got a good win, though. I feel like they're going to get a good I was going to try to be positive, but Alfred you know, went there. And I was going to say this was a fun match. <laughs> and the NXT tag team division is starting to really get built up while MSK is somewhere you know, doing things with Riddle. 
Once again, uh, I forgot who the tag team champions were. I just assumed it was MSK, and I keep on forgetting it's Imperium. Why it's Imperium. do I forget Imperium are the tag champs every week? What does that tell you? What, what's not clicking? Yeah, I agree. Um, backstage, uh, Trick and Hayes had a little run-in with Texter Loomis making a drawing. <laughs> so glad he's drawing again. <sighs> Is Dexter Loomis going to be the same without his father-in-law, Johnny Gargano, there? He's the man of the house. Yeah. He he really is. He's Uh, the man of the house now, and I'm scared. (laughs) Yeah, I was starting to enjoy him and Johnny Gargano, but I think it's good that now we get him back to being the weirdo who draws, and because his character was really, really skewing comedy, which I think he does well, but now hopefully he gets to be a little more serious so that he can actually be involved in more feuds where you can wrestle. And um, I, I really do like the, the whole art element that they're bringing that back. Did I read correctly the other day that that wedding segment uh, has like 12 million views on YouTube? It's like the most viewed what? NXT segment ever on YouTube. Wow. That's awesome. I wouldn't be surprised. That wedding was fantastic. Is there bu- You guys hear buzzing? He says buzzing. Oh, okay. Oh, the buzzing stopped. Okay. Um, so we, oh, the uh, street fight is next week. Um, and then, uh, yeah, LA Knight was transported to a hospital after his injuries from being attacked by Grayson Waller, Brian Kendrick transported to a local hospital. Uh, and then we had the main event. Medical facility, medical facility. Yes. Yes. Pardon me. We had Roderick Strong versus Braun Breaker. And Roderick Strong looking pretty darn disputed in the outcome of this match <laughs> with Braun Breaker getting a win. Maybe he should want to become the cruiserweight champion since that works so well for Joe Gacy. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> as long as it is a cruiserweight title. I thought this was a fun match. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think they were going to have that much in-ring chemistry, but that was fun. I did think Roderick Strong looked slightly better than Braun Breaker. Maybe it's because of the size difference. He just looks so impressive. He did that suplex of the tor- the top of the turnbuckle. Like I thought that was like awesome to see. But I really, really enjoyed this main event. It just makes you... I know a lot of people have checked NXT off and don't watch it anymore, but you they go out and, and randomly put on a match like this and you go, okay, maybe it is fun to you know still be watching NXT. I thought this was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed the main event tonight. Yeah. Braun Breaker looked great, and like Roger Strong is perfect in terms of veteran who could work with him and highlight him, make him look really good. So I thought this was very good. It's just weird with the diamond mine because I'm it's like they change who is babyface and who's heel. I don't know if the group collectively is a babyface or heel, hmm. but like certain members, like the Creed brothers right now, are playing heels by you know, kind of or they're babyfaces more or less by feuding with grizzled young vets, while Ivy Nile, I think, is being booked as a babyface as well. But Roderick Strong had to kind of play a heel in this match against Braun Breaker, who's like the number one contender in this up and coming babyface. Yep. I I just don't feel like a cohesive narrative with Diamond Mine. I get the idea that they're all great athletes, but I don't know. Like this feels like I mean, think about ever like just think about like the words wrestling faction and everything that comes to mind and diamond mind does not look like they don't have that connective tissue that we're used to seeing in a faction. Not yet, but I think they're getting better. Not only at like me getting interested in their members. Like I love the Creed brothers when they have Mm. them out there, but also the presentation I think is better in terms of them 
presenting themselves at like, as like a fight club. So they're in the gym cutting promos. So I think that's good. But I do agree that it's not all the way there yet because I just don't think they've had enough big wins. And the Cruiserweight champion cannot be the top like title in terms of a stable. I think they yeah, have to get some tag team titles in there, you know, women's title. And then you'll start taking them more serious. But yeah, yeah. So you're suggesting the that they make it an all-inclusive title so they can feel bigger? Is that why exactly. you're suggesting? I am. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But this was a good match. I mean, Roderick Strong actually with Braun Breaker. I mean, you're right. He said, like, they put on a very good match together. This made Braun look really good, um, I thought. And then at the end, after he gets his win, Tommaso Ciampa coming out and uh, attacking Breaker. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're keeping this going. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, before we know it, it's going to be 2022 and Braun Breaker is going to be the NXT champion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's where they're going with him, and they're making him look very strong. I love seeing Champa come out and attack him. I don't think that Champa should be okay with him putting him out at War Games, being the current champion. I, I like it, I, and I thought their first match was good. We'll see how they do the second one, but build it up in the meantime. I don't have a problem with it. I thought this was a great way to finish the show. Yeah. It was good. Uh, yeah. The episode, I mean, went by, but yeah, we need... We need some stakes. We need you know, know that what's the next event on the horizon. What are we building towards? What's going on? Yeah, they're uh, gonna have that day. What is it? The New Year's Evil. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so there you go. There we go. That's what they're building towards. That's a month away. Mm-hmm. Now three weeks away. It's the fourteenth. I looked at the calendar. Thought it said the fourth. No, it's the fourteenth. Time is flying by. Before you know it, it'll be twenty twenty three. Not even twenty twenty two. Because that's how quickly time's going. Yeah, we're getting this older. I could see it being Braun Breaker's first and maybe only NXT title run because I do see him showing up in the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. And then from then on, they'll probably call him up and maybe Tony D'Angelo. Tony yeah. D'Angelo sits atop the throne at NXT. And then it's all yes, Tony's kingdom. Forever. I can't wait. Cannot wait. If and when and Tony it, wins it, that title, we have to have a celebration podcast. We oh, just have 1,000%. Guys. All Tony D'Angelo. We're going to talk about his childhood. We're going to share yeah. some tidbits about him has to be oh yeah yeah we're gonna eat pizza and yes. drink wine i don't know we're gonna do italian things it's gonna be a great time <laughs> we're gonna do italian things yes all of our, all of our please Lisa, enlighten the audience on what italian things are so people can start firing up their tweets you, you eat pizza and spaghetti i don't know <laughs> forget we about form it our own, we, we form our own mafia i don't know but it's gonna be a blast Enzo Amore's best matches. We can do that. That's that's an Italian thing. <laughs> Enzo was trending yesterday. Why? Really? At DDP's wedding? Uh, no, the uh, Young Bucks made some comment that they were the ones to bring wearing Jordans. Oh, yeah, that ridiculous. Well, yeah, and then Enzo trended, and then Cena trended, and then like yeah. uh, Nikki Bella trended, and then everybody who brought the sneaker game in before them. But hey, listen, the Young Bucks know what they're doing. That's all oh, they I'm do. Absolutely. Say. Well, that was NXT tonight. Friday night, SmackDown. It's going to be exciting. Tomorrow night, AEW Winter is coming. Who's on the podcast tomorrow? It's me and Justin, my old pal JLB. We're going to be covering Winter is Coming. We're very excited about it. There you go. I'm excited for it. So It should be a fun show. It should be good. Uh, Well, take care, everybody. Have a good rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care, everyone. Good night.